Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. It is our predictions episode. It is the episode where we introduce you to our neophyte. We talk about best and worst kits, and we could not be more excited. Gentlemen, welcome back. Yo, what's good? Hey, we have, how we doing, pal? Oh yes, oh, there are man, five of us voice. on. We have five of us on tonight. It's going to be a long episode, I'm sure. Uh, Tim is back. Kyle out in North Carolina, up late, just like when he was in Florida. We got Chris up in Phoenix, and. I am proud to to welcome to the podcast our neophyte for this season, Mr. Andrew Heflick. How are we doing, pal? It's good to see you. Hey, man. How, where, where in the Valley do you live? He's also uh, here in the Phoenix, broader Phoenix metro area, uh, like the rest of us, even though Kyle is on vacation right now. Um, where are you about? Uh, the Tempe Chandler border, 101, just right around there. Hmm. That's like mm. Tim zone, right? Yeah, it's not far from here. I'm, I'm in Valley. South Tampa. I'm a little north of Chandler, but yeah, close there. Yeah, my kids go to Corona, so. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Is that too much? Cut that out. I don't want people stalking me when I become famous. Well, now they're no. going to be, hey. be searching for your kids. You didn't say the full name, so people who, you know, stalkers in England who are listening will have to do a lot of digging to figure out what the rest of the name of that school is. Yeah, they're going to be like, yeah. oh, what, they name high schools after Mexican after beers beer? in yeah. Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> that makes hey, sense. quick story. I would have gone to Corona, but the baseball coach at Corona at the time had a rule that you had to run a six minute mile to be on the baseball team. And I could not run a six minute mile, went to a different school, played baseball, had a great time. Like fast forward 10 years later, I'm a baseball coach in high school now in the peak athletic condition that I'll ever be in. Tried my hardest to run a six minute mile, seven fourteen. still can't do it. Still so you were a first baseman or a catcher with them? Well, you know, let's not get into details about what I was or what I wasn't. But oh, a pitcher! Got it. He was a yeah. pitcher. Uh, oh my god, yeah. he was a pitcher. This, this is a soccer podcast. I, I'm not a soccer player. That's that's all we need to know. That's what we need to know. Well, let's. I just want to give a brief overview of what our format is going to look like most weeks. Uh, most weeks, because we have a neophyte, uh, we will be spending a lot of time helping helping Andy get through. The, the match he watched helped him exp, un, explain the details of soccer. Uh, we have a little feature called knowing is half the battle. So we're going to have Andy pick out some random term he heard while watching the broadcast. And he's going to be asking us, what does this mean? Why in the world do they call it this? And we're going to do our best to help him with that type of stuff. We're going to talk through, uh, you know, the top stories probably give Chris and me and whoever else is on a little opportunity to talk about our clubs. If they're not the top stories, of course, we'll have red card watch. We're going to talk top goals, save celebration, hair, all the important things. We'll have American watch. Of course, we are an American based 
Premier League podcast. We have a lot of Americans to talk about this season. And we have something new this year. Instead of lock it in, we're going back to something Chris and I did in season two with a bit of a modern edge to it. And we're doing best bet. So we are using uh, FanDuel odds. We're not sponsored by FanDuel yet, but feel free. Uh, we would love your sponsorship, but we're going to be using the spot, uh, FanDuel odds and we're going to be making a bet based on those odds and keeping track of how much money we win or lose. And that will determine the winner. So uh, with all of that said, we need to get to know our neophyte a little bit. And so Andy, give us, give us a little sports background. Who are your teams? What sports do you love? And then as you enter into this world of the premier league, what are some things you're looking for in choosing a club? All right. A little sports background. Um, my family moved to Arizona when I was a kid, we moved from Massachusetts um, when I moved to Phoenix, the only sports team in town was the Phoenix Suns. So I absolutely love the Phoenix Suns, but uh, I'm a Red Sox fan. First and foremost, I have two dogs. Maybe they can show up on video here in a minute. One's named Nomar and the other's named Mookie. Uh, fun fact, I bought Mookie a week before he got traded to the Dodgers and I almost took him back to the uh, shelter or almost had him killed. I didn't, I, I didn't have him killed. I'm just saying, but I mean, imagine loving the Red Sox and your favorite. Do you know how hard it is, Nate, to finally get over the name Mookie after the 1986 World Series? Good point. To the point where you love Mookie Betts so much that you name your dog after him, and then a week later he gets traded to the damn Dodgers? It hurt. We have a lot of different sports fandoms here, but probably one thing we can all... We all hate the Dodgers. We all hate the Dodgers. So Thank I God I hate the Dodgers. Rally behind that. I mean, Tim Ugh. maybe hates strong. Tim's an AL, AL sports fan. But... I'm a long-suffering Mariners fan, so I just kind of like am in awe of any team that can, you know, make the playoffs ever, so... Yeah, so it goes Red Sox, Pats, <laughs> Suns, Bruins, uh, Celtics, Bruins, I guess. I don't know. New England with the Suns. That's it. Um, so yeah, tell no. us. So so tell us. You're entering into this this uh, Premier League adventure with us. We're going to help guide you through it. What are some things? You know that what I love about this opportunity is we more or less choose the teams where we grew up or what are the fans who our parents were fans of, right? And so. I'm Giants, 49ers, Portland Trailblazers, families from the Bay Area. I grew up in Oregon. I mean, very similar to you, Andy. So we get an opportunity to choose a club for really awesome reasons or super <laughs> lame, arbitrary reasons. And so I'm curious, Andy, just going into this, what are some of the things you're looking for? Well, that's funny because the first team I, I brought up was Norwich City. Uh, the, it's my brother-in-law is uh, English. And um, I'm sorry, former brother-in-law. Um, he's English and I already have a, a Norwich City uh, kit because uh, he gave me one. Uh, that's his, been his club his whole life. Um, and I just found out that they got relegated for a record six time this season. A record six time. I think number two is four, maybe three times. Six times they've been relegated. They've, been, they've gone up five times. They've been promoted five times. That was my first choice was Norwich City. I figured I'd be able to reconnect with my former brother-in-law, have something to talk about. Maybe we could take pictures together, wearing our kits, whatever. No, they got relegated again. 
So um, now I'm uh, open. Um, I have no idea what I'm looking for. I tell you what I look for when I watch basketball. I like young guys who have been on the same team forever, who grow and develop, who maybe sucked for a year or two or three, and now like everything's starting to click, kind of like the current Phoenix Suns, how they get one piece and all of a sudden they're amazing. And I wish I had named one of my dogs book. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what I'm looking for in a team. If you guys know one in the Premier League right now that fits that uh, description, I'm on board. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards Everton just because I used to watch Tim Howard when he was on that team. And, you know, watching him during the 2014 uh, World Cup. I really like that dude. Um and I know he hasn't played for the team in quite a while. I get it, but that's who I associate him with still. I, I don't know what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm not a front runner. Um, my least favorite team in all the sports is the Yankees, so I can't root for Man City or Arsenal, right? Or Man United. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Arsenal is not the front runner they, they once were. Actually, ironically enough, and we'll get there. We've got a whole season to watch soccer. You're going to find your heart tugged in different ways as the season goes on. But Arsenal, ironically, probably matches your description of a young team that's looking to click and has had some down years. So Yeah, but I'm not allowed to root for them. It's in the bylaws. I can't root for the team that won. I can't be the front runner. Yeah, but there has Liverpool. They're not going to win. Oh, That's... Liverpool ended up winning. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, man. no Liverpool lost, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Man Way City won. Liverpool came in second. Man City was third. Man City was second. Um, you're Yeah, no. so it's not based on last season. Man City was first. Liverpool was second. It's not based on last season. It's based on this season. So you just got to kind of roll through this season, and the team that finishes first is out. And the relegated teams are out. So those are the only the only stipulations. That's, we're that's how it works. That's who that's I get to make my team at the culmination of the season. But here's the thing. You don't actually have to throw out the bottom three. I mean, hey, if you want to go cheer for Everton next year and watch them play Norwich, that could be really awesome for you. <laughs> oh, is Everton getting relegated this year? I mean, oh, 100%. 100%. Done. I love it. All right. Well, we're excited to have you, Andy. This is going to be this is going to be sweet. But as all season previews go with all the predictions we're going to make and talking through the kits, this is going to be a long episode and we're going to have time to get to know Andy throughout the season. So let's go ahead and move on. And we are going to start looking at some of our predictions. And so uh, I don't know who wants to start. Maybe since we've already been talking about uh, who's going to win and who Andy's not going to be able to choose why don't why don't we go from there? Why don't we why don't we run through through our top seven uh, and relegated teams for the season? Chris, why don't you start us off? All right, I do feel like it's important to know that yes, all preseason predictions are dumb. Don't take these to heart, people. Uh, my top seven. You want me? To, am I going in reverse order? Yeah, go in reverse order. Actually, right. start from the relegated. Go relegated, then go all from right. seven to one. All right, my relegated teams in dead last, I've got Bournemouth. In 19th, I've got Everton. And in 18th, I've got Fulham. Jumping up uh, to my top seven, I've got in seventh, Leicester. Sixth, Newcastle. Ooh. Fifth, Spurs. Fourth, Chelsea. Third, 
Manchester United, second Liverpool, and I have City winning it again. I think, I mean, right off the bat, hot, hottest take is got to be Newcastle. You had Newcastle at six? Yeah. They're going to be good. And That's if you a warm know take. Me, That's not a hot take. Yeah, it's warm. I've seen them. I've seen them pick pretty high. In fact, if you look at the betting odds, they're in like the top eight of every betting odd I've seen. Um, but you know, I hate Newcastle's jerseys. I hate their oh. beer. Um, I'm by no means a Newcastle fan, but they've got so much money to spend now, and they're spending it. So I think they're going to be much improved. All right. Tim, give give it to us. All right. So in 20th, I too have Bournemouth. 19, I've got Nottingham Forest, who is a Liverpool fan. Historically, I've been taught to hate. Um, 18th, Southampton. Jumping up, I've got Newcastle in seventh. I've got United in sixth. This is this was tricky. Four and five is tricky for me, but I picked Chelsea fifth. Tottenham fourth, Arsenal third, dramatic pause, City second, Liverpool first. Come on, bring that Homer love in there. I didn't do that last year, and I think it cost us, so I'm doing it this year. (laughs) Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Kyle, speak some sense into these men. All right, so starting at 20, man, poor Bournemouth. I got them 20 as well. Uh, 19, Fulham. Honestly, like, why do these guys keep coming back in the English Premier League? Get them out of here. 18, Everton. Out of here. You're relegated to Everton, so I didn't pick you. All right, jumping up to seven, we got – sorry, Chris. Man United. Hey, you know, you're still qualifying for something. Six, West Ham. Five, Chelsea. Four, Tottenham. Three, Liverpool, two, Arsenal. Come on. Number one, Man City winning it again. Love it. Love it. Andy, did you did you dare to make predictions on the Premier League? Why would I waste anybody's time in doing such a thing? I have no idea. Why not root for the team that, you know, why not do the Vegas thing and just root for the team that uh, that did it last year? I have no idea. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I will go with mine. We have across the bottom of the board, Bournemouth. <laughs> All four of us going with Bournemouth in 20. You know what that means? They're going to finish in 10. Totally. Uh, I've got Southampton <sighs> at 19 and I have Everton at 18. Also think Everton. Neverton for Neverton is going down. In seventh, I have Leicester City. In sixth, I have Chelsea. In fifth, I have United. In fourth, I have Arsenal. In third, I have Spurs. Second, I have Liverpool and winning the league again, Manchester City. Uh, I know we kind of just blasted through that, but any any thoughts anyone wants? I Arsenal, Arsenal is kind of a popular top four take. Uh, I think who else had Arsenal? I had to Arsenal at fourth. I think Kyle had him at second, right? And Tim, you had them at third. At third, yep. Yeah, I think um, any any. Do you think that that Gabriel Jesus signing 
makes a difference? Why, why'd you guys move them up so high? I moved them up because they surged so well last year. They're young, they're getting better. And, and they, at the start of last year, they had a bombing. So now having Gabriel Jesus, who theoretically wants to be there, it's just, I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of momentum there to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I think a lot of momentum, I feel like they're going to, they're going to click. I mean, I have them in fourth. I feel like I've got Tottenham in third. Did anyone have Spurs as high as third? No. The, the, the moves Spurs have made in this off season with Richarlison, Basuma and Perisic, I just think are, are really, really solid moves. And so I don't, I don't know where Richarlison's going to slot with Kane and son in that, in that front line, but um, I, I like the moves Spurs have made and, and they really surged at the end of last season too. Obviously they surged enough to, to finish top four. So um, I think they've added enough depth where they'll be able to handle champions league and the premier league. So um, yeah, Tim, is your only reason for choosing Liverpool first because of you think that's the difference? That's, that's the missing. Uh, uh, no, I mean, we saw how close Liverpool made it, right? And how close Liverpool has made it basically every time City has won, right? Like, it's, it's not like there's a big gap between the two clubs. Um, and then we'll get to it with um, maybe – my uh, hot take in our other predictions. One of those, one of the other reasons why, why I'm going this way. Love it. I think they were pretty close last year, but Haland is a difference maker, and I, I just don't see it. We'll get there, bro. Yeah, that's what I put. I, one of the things I had for City staying at the top spot is I feel like adding Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like. He's better. I think he's a better, he's an upgrade on Sterling. And I think Holland is an upgrade on Jesus. And so I think both of those pieces actually make them stronger in the end. Um, And I'm not sure Liverpool's made some great signings. I just don't know if it's enough of an upgrade to, to keep up. Obviously it's prediction. So who knows what's going to happen, but. And I think for me, it was just the clubs have been that close and when my heart's in one team, why not, why not root for that team? Right. And just make that prediction. So. Yeah. How dare you? That makes How dare sick. I? Well, and cause I didn't last year and I, and I picked some guy who's now out of the league for golden boot instead of Sala. So I'm just, I'm repenting of all of that this season. I Can I go that. out on a limb and uh, just guess that Tim didn't mm-hmm. grow up in Phoenix? <laughs> because. Because I mean, you never you never predict your team to win at all. If uh, <laughs> I mean, you're like that's just not going to happen in Phoenix. So, but I'm I'm a Mariners fan. Lest oh, you that's forget. the oh, geez, yeah, you should <laughs> not. Never mind. All right, so it should be a bit. If if people are listening closely, they should be able to determine who our Wolves awards go to. But uh, for the sake of clarity, the Wolves award, uh, Andy just. And for our new listeners to let you guys know the first season that we did, this was the 2018, 19 season and Wolverhampton Wanderers, which are the team that I chose 
they finished seventh as a newly promoted club, which is very high for a newly promoted club to, to finish. And so we've named an award after them out of which club is newly promoted club is going to finish highest. And so with that being said, I have Nottingham Forest at 16th. Uh, I am very excited for Jesse Lingard there. I think he's going to be a star and I think he's going to do enough to keep them up. Chris, who do you have? Yeah, it's not a hand for us for me as well. I have them in 14th. Um, and we'll, we'll get into the summer signings here in a little bit, but I, I'm kind of have high expectations for four. It's going to be interesting. Kyle, who do you got for your Wolves award? Hey, let's keep it real. Nottingham Forest, the Sheriff uh, Nottingham. Uh, <laughs> um, they're going to be coming up again for me. And let's just, you know, let's just put it this way. If, if listeners, longtime listeners know, me and Leeds don't have the type of relationship where we're fully committed. And Nottingham Forest has us on check. Um, I love, love what I'm seeing from Nottingham Forest so far. So they're, they're my Wolves award winner for sure. I got them 15. Tim, you had Forest relegated. So who do you have as your uh, Wolves award winner? Yeah, because I hate Forest apparently. Um, I've got Fulham at 15th for no reason other than that I feel like 14 through 20 are a total crapshoot. Like – the teams I have there, I could just shuffle them endlessly and feel like this is just as likely as any other. I have three, three through 19 for me or a crapshoot. Three, <laughs> three through 19. Three through 20, if I'm being honest, I think. Yeah. The fact that uh, Bournemouth is our consensus 20 pick maybe says something, but <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure how much it says. I did a little research leading up to this and uh, I found that, so there's been 30 teams that have been promoted over the past 10 seasons, 15 of them managed to stay up and six of those 15 finished in 10th or better. So the odds actually say that one of these three teams is probably going to stay up and there's even a possibility they could crack top 10. Wow. Wow. Good research. What I, I am curious, and I think it deserves mention. Uh, why don't we also share, since uh, both Kyle and I are fans, some more fit, one more fickle than the other. Um, where did each of us place our our team? So I'm curious where you guys put Wolves and where you guys put put Leeds. Tim, well, yeah, I have Wolves at 13. I feel like they're cut above that 14 through 20 crapshoot. And then I've got leads at 17, just hanging on. Chris, how about you? Yeah, I, uh, I've got leads at 13. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie this. This felt like a very much a friend's bias for you, Nate. Um, I've got wolves at 15. And the friend's bias is like, I legitimately am contemplating them being relegated. I, the, <laughs> the signing period is still open, but when I looked at the standings from last year, not good. And you guys have done nothing this off season, not good. So I I'm worried about wolves. Like I, I found my friendship pulling them higher than maybe they should be. <laughs> That's fair. Kyle, how about you? Where do you got with leads and wolves? 
All right. <clears throat> well, so I'm going to go kind of the other way of Chris. Like I got leads. Or, I mean, excuse me. I got wolves at nine and, it, and it's kind of like friendship bias, but also spurs bias. I, I kind of just feel like they're a machine and they just kind of churn out like, you know, eight to 12 finishes. Um, and, and I kind of gave them that respect at nine. I got leads at 10 and, you know, I kind of, put out a little bit of a shot there towards Leeds and, and gave them just a wake up call and said, Hey, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on Nottingham Forest, but at the same time, and we can get into this later. I really like what they're doing with, from their manager to some of their signings. I feel like we've got an identity going and, you know, of course I'm super biased, but I feel like they got the makings of, of something that is sustainable and can rise them above where they finished last year. So Kyle, you're basically rerunning our season when you were first on it because Leeds was the hot chick at the office swinging by my desk. And I'm like, no, I'm married. You're really attractive though. Thank you. Uh, it's just for you. Now it's Forrest calling your name. Grass is always it is. The grass is always greener. Forrest is calling my name. But I will say, you know, with some of the, the signings and the, the things that Leeds is putting in place, I feel like they're getting back to the gym. They're starting to get some cardio in. Um, and I, I feel like they're, they're, they're doing some things that keep me interested. So that's where I'm at. Just so, we're, just so we're clear, because I mean, for our listeners, and I know I'm the new guy and referring to them as our listeners feels really pretentious, but just for the record, um, I know you, Nate, and I know you, Chris, I don't know Tim and Kyle at all. Um, am I the only single guy on this, uh, this podcast? Is that, is that how it's working? You guys make a lot of like, oh, I'm married. I can't look jokes. That's uh, just just point that out there. T Kyle saying, yeah, you're getting back to the gym. I'm saying, yeah, that, that's that is how it works. Just for the record. Andy, you can make all the Tinder jokes and like swipe left and swipe right jokes. We'll we'll reserve those for you. I'll do my best to entertain. But I did make a stupid mistake right before joining this podcast and finding someone who actually can put up with my bullshit. So I'm sorry. No, that's all. We'll right. say anytime I uh, make an analogy for a soccer club to a woman, my wife gets really mad when she listens. So I, I need to probably stop doing that. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, we're good. <laughs> well, to round this out, I I have Leeds at fourteen. I have Wolves at twelve. I had uh, before Raul Jimenez got injured. I had Wolves at nine, and I had a comment. I said, we are two signings from being in Europe and two injuries from relegation. I feel like Wolves are the most volatile club in the Premier League. And now one sign, one injury has already happened. And really we're one. I think I really, if, if another injury happens before this podcast comes out, I might just re-record a little note saying putting Wolves in 18. Well, uh, hey Nate, sorry Nate. I made the, I made an analogy for Wolves to Spurs, the, the American basketball team. Sorry, the American basketball team, the San Antonio Spurs. That's helpful. which are kind of just a, a juggernaut, right? Like in terms of they just kind of crank out. Uh, if they have stars, they're going to be very good. But even if they don't have stars, they're going to be competitive. And I kind of feel like Wolves his the last few years has been similar to that. 
do you feel like that will continue with new leadership, right? They lost their manager. Do you feel like that's something that will continue based on the culture or are you worried? The biggest, about the, the biggest issue is the ownership. Like we just haven't made any moves and the like incoming moves and the moves we have made have made no sense. So Fabio Silva, we spent 35 million on him a couple of years ago, Portuguese wonder kid meant to be the future striker, the future kind of Holland esque guy. And uh, he, he played a lot after Raul got injured. He didn't play much last year. So they loaned him out this year. Um, and he's already scored a goal. He's played nine minutes and he came on as a sub scored a goal. It's a great move, but it's only a great move. If you've signed another striker to be backup, but they didn't. So, so wolves have one striker, Raul Jimenez, and now he's injured for up to eight weeks. And now we have zero strikers. So now we're bent over a barrel because if we want to sign someone, the other teams can raise the price knowing we're screwed. So it's a very precarious position and they've done this across the board. We really needed to sign another striker, another center midfielder, and at least another center back. We signed a great center back. We made one great move this season, Nathan Collins. I'm really excited, which allows, which should allow us to move to the back four, which should make us more exciting and more progressive, more offensive, but we haven't signed any center midfielders. And so it's, it's just a paper thin roster. So yes, it's great top to bottom, but that's why I'm saying like two injuries and we're in relegation zone. Can I um, introduce a new segment to the show? Sure. It's called Andy uh, corrects you when you say a word wrong. It's not Wonder Kid. It's Wonderkind. It's German. Um, it's Wonder Kid is not it's real. Wonderkind, right? Yes. Wunderkind. It's not Wonder Kid. I, I just want to clarify. It's okay. not Wonder Kid. Well, let's run into some of the awards we got coming up uh, for the season. We'll start off with the Golden Boot, the biggest goal scorer for the year. Uh, I think the last couple of years it's been a shared award, but we're only asking you to pick one. Uh, I am picking Erling Holland. I think he's the odds on favorite, but why not? There's so much quality around him. I don't see why he won't score a lot. Well, I hate to agree with you, Nate, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually don't hate to agree with you. I like it very much. Uh, yeah, I chose Erling Holland. Holland. How, what's the official correct pronunciation? I don't know. Let's add. A, let's ask our uh, pronunciation. Andrew, Andrew, how would you pronounce? I have, I have absolutely no idea. Remember, I'm the neophyte. I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's Holland. Is I he it is, Dutch? Yeah. Is he? He's, is he, he's Norwegian with two A's. H A A L A N. Oh, quite similar be, to mine. It'd be Alon. Oh, shit. This is gonna. This is gonna really. Is suck. it? Is that not it? Because I mean, if you're on that, on the, if you're on the continental side of that, it wouldn't it be Alland? Because it's almost it's, a French. That sounds French to me. I, I know. I think that's it's... what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. I was just making a joke. I have no idea how to pronounce his name. I have no idea who this man is. I'm the neophyte. We'll we'll figure it out. It'll take a couple seasons. Just like. Pulisic or whatever, oh, man. whatever we were saying for a while. <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> uh, Kim, who do and you I got? Gave, 
I, I did honorable mentions too on this. So I got Erling going top and then I had Salah and Kane coming. Yes, you did. Me. Yes, you did. Cause I'm not a homer. I can actually just make predictions. <sighs> oh man. Tim shots fired with that. Who did you pick? Well, remember last year I picked the, the top striker coming in from a foreign league who had been dominating in Italy and then he just couldn't get his crap together. I picked Lukaku last time and it was against my better judgment, even at the time, but I'm going to Salah. I mean, it's, he's the best striker in the game in, in the premier league so far. We'll see if anybody can top him. Kyle, who do you got? I love that. I love that. I just want to inter- interject one more time. I love that you say premier instead of premier. Just it's we're, we're coming along nicely. I'm really proud of you on that. <laughs> hey, I'm going Salah. When in doubt, I roll with Tim. I appreciate that, <laughs> Kyle. Love it. I'll Venmo you for that. <laughs> Kyle, let's stick with you and who you got for the, the golden glove. Who's going to have the most clean sheets? Which keeper is going to have the most clean sheets? Please don't stick with me, Nate. Can can you go to Tim first at all? <laughs> sure, sure. Say Allison. Say Allison. Just look, you, do you have to look at Tim's sheet real quick? Because you yeah, go look at <laughs> Tim. Who you got, buddy? I'm going Allison. <laughs> yeah, save here. <laughs> oh, I love it, Chris. Who do you got? Oh man. Yeah, I mean, this comes down to not who's the best keeper, but who has the best defenders around him. And uh, I'm going Ederson. I had Saw in here until before the podcast, but then I thought to myself, who am I kidding? (laughs) Wolves aren't going to score goals. They're not going to allow goals either. They got a great defense, but I went with Ederson in the end. Just went with the team that's going to win the most, in my opinion. So I went there. Uh, manager of the year. I am going with Mikel Arteta. Um, Chris, who do you have? Well, fellas, this is going to come as no surprise. Oh, here we go. Oh, (laughs) I've been sitting on this. Be careful how you pronounce this name. Be careful. Five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Eric. <laughs> I'm going ETH. You there we guys, go. I, I texted you guys weeks ago. I spent the whole summer avoiding this club. I didn't want to read anything. I didn't want to watch anything. I just wanted last year to die and be over with. And luckily it is. <clears throat> and then they freaking started playing friendlies. And this team looks so much different than any of the last few seasons. It's crazy what an actual manager who is strategic um, can change things. And so I think United is going to be surprising a lot of people with where they finish. And I think Ten Hag is the reason for most of that. They have done some very nice signings, but I'm taking ETH Manchester United manager as the manager of the year when United shock you all and finish well above where you guys place them. I mean, if he can get them back in the top four, I think he would be, would be the leading candidate for that. If he can get them, if he can get them into third or fourth, I think he should get it. If they get first, he should definitely get it though. Right. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Okay. 
Tim, who do you got? I'll let you go first, just in case Kyle needs to copy you. I'll give you, I'll, I'll mention a few here, Kyle, in case you want to pick one of them. Uh, no, I had Arteta as, as a runner up, but I've got Eddie Howe, man. If he can keep the Newcastle train moving up the table to mix metaphors, um, <laughs> we'll just go with it. Yeah, I think I think what he's doing at Newcastle is pretty impressive, and if he can keep that going in the right direction, um, I think he'd be a good candidate for this. Where did you have Newcastle finishing again? I had him Seven. in seventh. Fair enough. Yeah, I had him in six. So. If they finish where I had him, they might, he might get it for sure. So we but have if, another new you're... segment where Kyle or Tim mixes metaphors. I'm in. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. But is it a segment if I call myself out on it while I'm Yeah, it? absolutely it is. Okay. Yeah, take okay. the credit. <laughs> Kyle, you have lots of people yeah. to choose from. Who are you taking? <laughs> That's fine. We'll have lots of segments where I just mess up metaphors or mess up sayings completely. Um no, I'm going with Jesse Marsh. Uh, I don't it. know that he's actually going to win it, but I do think I, I re- genuinely think Leeds will be better than than the consensus, and I don't know that that will be good enough for him to win the Manager of the Year. But <clears throat> I think he'll be fairly in the running, so I'm going to go with him. He's probably got to take. I mean, it's so hard to win Manager of the Year. I think there's so much bias. Like if you're the official Manager of the Award a uh, Year Award. Um, but I think he probably needs to get them into Europe. Like they'd have to finish seventh, I would imagine, for him to get manager of the year. But, but I, but I get your point. Like if yeah. he does finish, if they finish top seven or top ten, that's that's quite an accomplishment for them. Yeah, agreed. All right, guys. How about best summer signings? Uh, who do you like? Who who? Which signing? I should have made. I should have made like a little like caveat here that you can't pick Holland uh, because that was the most money splashed on a player. But I, I respect if you do choose that as the best summer signing, but um, Chris Liverpool spend more on Nunez. No, I don't think so. I I think they did. I think, I think Liverpool might've, I think he's the most expensive transfer. Yeah. I think Erling came at like 89 million and Nunez was a hundred. Oh, I thought I thought Holland was over a hundred, but okay. Wow, Nunez, that's amazing. That's why I didn't pick him as mine. <laughs> There's a lot you got to do to justify that. That's it's that's true, right? It's yeah. Chris, who do you, who'd you pick? Yeah, um, I kind of gave this out as a group award to my boys at Nottingham Forest, um, grabbing a couple United players like Lingard. They did a loan for Henderson, uh, Niakate. Awoniyi and Williams were their big splashes that they made. And when you're a young team is that coming Nico, up, did they sign? Is that Nico Williams from Liverpool? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that I think they've had the best summer signings as a collective for what they need to do. And it's part of why I'm pretty high on, on them, at least getting out of the relegation zone. Uh, they spent a lot of money to bring those guys in. And I think, if I were owning a team, these would be the moves that I would do as soon as I got promoted. I, there's, there's no time to sit back. You got to stay up. So I That's love true. what they've done. It's what I would do. And uh, I give them my best signings. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll just jump in here. I mean, I want to comment on what Chris said, right? Like, I think 
looking at the summer signings, I agree 100% with what Chris said. I think it's really cool what Nottingham Forest did. And that's also why I'm really excited about them this year. And I think that they have, um, you know, a lot of potential to, to stay up in the EPL. Um, I, I just give them credit, right, for spending money and trying to be competitive right away. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's really cool. And I think that should be celebrated. I hope they do well. And I think they will. Um, for my summer signings, I have, uh, you know, again, a little bit biased here, but Brennan Arison and Tyler Adams from Leeds. I, I think it's pretty cool that what Leeds is trying to do too, to try to establish in a culture, try to establish some familiarity. Um, obviously, it's, again, it's U.S. centric, but I think knowing the coach and knowing the playing style, um, I think in terms of it's not the high dollar signings but it's it's a, it's an identity and i think that will turn out well for them tim how about you you didn't go with nunez so who did you go with i didn't go with nunez um i i really considered um Lin, sorry lingard with uh Nottingham, but i went with basuma at tottenham i was looking at like impact and dollar amount and where it could move you in the table potentially. And I think Tottenham could take a step forward with him. I really enjoyed watching him with Brighton last year. So, um, so that's who I went with. That's a great pick. Um, I, I went with Gabriel Jesus. I think uh, that's a great signing by Arsenal. He's played great in preseason. I know preseason doesn't matter too much, but um I really like, I really like that signing for Arsenal and am excited to see what that's going to do for them. I'm very sad at the Wolves lack of, of signings because I really think we're two, two signings away from being great. And with that, I would have said Nathan Collins, he's the only signing Wolves have made, but he, he's an excellent young defender center back that's going to allow us to switch to a back four, which is going to make Wolves a lot more theoretically more exciting this year. It's hard to be exciting without a striker, but um, unless you're Manchester city. And so, uh, yeah, I'm disappointed. I would love to, to pick more Wolves players for this, but unfortunately it just hasn't worked out that way. Um. Let's go to hot takes and then we will go to kits, which is our favorite segment. So one hot take, Kyle, I'm going to have you go first um, with your hot take. Cause I have a second. Yeah, hot man. Take. Okay. Well, I got, what's more of a hot take. I'll let you guys decide Leeds top 10 or Everton relegated. Those are my two Leeds top 10. Unfortunately. Okay. I think so. Yeah. There it is. Leads top 10. Let's do it. Love it. Put your name on it. But Kyle, what does that do to you though? If, if Nottingham forest continues to catch your eye and lead surges that high. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, like all jokes aside, like I want to be a Leeds fan. Um, I really love, I mean, all the reasons I picked them, right? Like the history, yeah. the ownership group, uh, what they're trying to establish. 
I, the city, like, I love all of that. And I want to, you know, I really am a Leeds supporter. Um, I just really respect what Nottingham did by spending money, trying to establish themselves, you know, in the EPL. Um, I think that's, if I were a, a fan of a team, like that's what I would want, right. Is our team to get a chance and for our ownership to, to embrace that chance. And, and beyond that, spoiler alert, they have great jerseys uh, and great uniforms, great kids. So um, I, I respect that. That's why I joke about my eyes on them. But I think that Leeds is doing all of the right things. And they're spending some money. They're trying to establish a culture. And that's why I picked them top 10. And I, and I think that um, they have a chance to, to kind of inch their way up towards that echelon. Sounds good. Tim, what's your hot take? My hot take, I've kind of alluded to it, but my hot take is that Erling Haaland will not be immediately godlike. He's he's a phenomenal player, and I think he will score buckets of goals, <laughs> goals for City. I'm just not convinced that it's going to be immediate. Like, there's such a long history of world-class strikers coming into the Prem and disappointing people right away, right? And they may figure it out. But, like, Mo Salah came in and scored 32 goals. That's never happened before. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, he's young. He's super talented. He's super, he's tall and physical, which will be really good for this league. But – and I'm a Liverpool fan, so I just kind of hope he stumbles a little bit. But I think I have reason to believe it's not crazy to think that he won't instantly be every bit as good here as he was uh, in Germany. The only caveat to that, and I think it's why I, I ended up choosing him for my golden boot, is he's got Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden, remarkable yeah, but look players. At, look, look, look at the team that um, that Lukaku had at Chelsea last year. And remember the beginning of the season, the expectations on Chelsea. I think you guys probably had Chelsea finishing second, maybe. Like, everyone was so high on Chelsea. They had just won the Champions League, surrounded by tons of talent. Right. And he couldn't, it couldn't do anything with it. And I don't know if that's a Lukaku issue or if that's a team issue. And obviously the team eventually broke down, but they started hot, but he didn't. So I think it's possible to be surrounded by tons of talent. I mean, I hear your point. De Bruyne is amazing. Right. And if, and if anybody's going to help him succeed, it's him, but um, I still just think it's a hard, it's a hard jump for a lot of players to make. Chris hot take. Um, I think I kind of already did it. I think United's going to be better than you guys think. And it's, they've lost players that they needed to lose and they've gained a coach that they needed to gain. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to be good. And if they can finish a certain signing or kidnapping or however you want to call it, if they can get Frankie de Jong over here from Barcelona, that is massive. So Watch out for United. We're coming back this season. I hate putting the the kidnapping on United because it's really it's it's, it's really Barca. I mean, it's really yes. Barca who is uh, player trafficking. Player trafficking by making him take a pay cut or leave. It's it's a mess. But we're not a Spanish league podcast, so Liga. I've also kind of hinted at my hot takes. Um, I have Everton being relegated 
maybe that's not as hot a take as I thought it was, but maybe the hotter take is wolves are now one injury away from relegation. And then me handing the reins to this premier league podcast over to Chris, as I start, uh, the championship podcast with Andy, Andy and I leading the champions podcast. He chooses Norwich. He and I lead that follow Norwich and wolves through, through the championship. Though we anticipated this episode being long, we did not anticipate it being this long. And so we are going to split this into two episodes. And so stay tuned for part two, where we'll be looking at kits and previewing the first weekend of action.